systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ How do they say hello in Germany? Hello. <laughs> uh, funny story. I asked people from different countries to say hello in their native language for a podcast. Not this one, but my Irish dance podcast. And I got a message from a German woman who um, it said hello in German. And the audio file said hello. Hello. <laughs> you said hello. It looked Germans. Are literal folks, all right? Not known for their sense of humor. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. I don't know any German, and even I know it's Guten Tag. (laughs) She gave you a hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Well, hello to you. And you. This is the last podcast that we're doing long distance. Oh, God, you're right. It is. This is like the, 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 the final... Michigan one, the, 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 the final, final countdown. Wow. episode uh, 44. It's where we are. And yeah, this is the last one because we're recording this on, on a Thursday. It's June 10th. Happy birthday, Rick Zickmiller. Went to grade school with him. Ask me why I remember his birthday. Because it's the day after yours. Happy belated hey. birthday, Pat. Thank you very much. Um, but so we're leaving on Saturday. To go to Arizona, Yay! myself and my son. And then we'll be out there with AJ today. By the way, shout out to all the grads, all you grads. I don't care what you're graduating, which, by the way, my theory about we should limit the amount of graduations we have um, simply because kids get confused. My best friend, his son uh, is in first grade and, and just wrapped it up. And he asked him, so, Dad, do we have a graduation? No. And, and and he goes, well, no. And he goes, well, we had one last year for kindergarten. And I'm like, it really is kind of confusing. But Yeah, I, oh, son- I saw one of my friends on Facebook complaining about that, how, you know, giving all the kids a medal for completing each grade. I'm like, well, no, I but I do, I do think that when you're, like, transferring, like, when you're going from yeah, elementary to kindergarten, middle, kindergarten to first eighth grade. Fifth to fifth grade to middle school, which some of those are combined. Yeah, see, I don't do that one because, see, I went to a K through eight school. Yeah. So there was none of that middle school. So to me, I felt like you had your kindergarten graduation, the eighth grade, and then high, and then high school. school, and then maybe and then college. college. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the, the progression. But our son graduated eighth grade today. So uh, just, congratulations to all the graduates out there. Uh, I would like to uh, express empathy for all the moms who are going to ugly cry, like AJ. <laughs> oh, man, was it bad. I It was. Oh, it was uncontrollable. And plus, I had no makeup on because it was like 6 o'clock in the morning here in Arizona. So I had just gotten up. I had just taken my dog outside to go to the bathroom. And I, I turn on the Zoom. And I automatically am just, it's waterworks. My face is, and it, here's what sucked even more is that, 
I had job interviews today. So I went back to sleep after the graduation and my eyes are all puffy now. So I had to like cover it all with makeup for these uh, these interviews. So nobody thinks that I'm like a hot mess, but I am a hot mess. So it's OK. You were a hot mess. You were. Um, it was yeah, unexpected. You were watching on, yeah. You were watching on Zoom because they were doing like they only allowed two people per child. Well, I, I, which I, is I, really... I, I mean, I could have gone, but I'm not there. That's why I didn't. Well, go. yeah. Which which goes on to say we really don't need more than two to four per child, and I'm so this is like so pared down that I know the people that normally get involved with like the seat grabbing at those events were probably losing their mind because we've all seen those folks that come in and they grab the 19 seats in a row. It's so and then they- incredibly rude. <laughs> I'm actually really glad yeah. that the pandemic has put the kibosh on that because remember. Do you remember his fifth grade graduation? I yes, I do. We we went, <laughs> we went with my parents who who were visiting. So it was there was four of us, which is not a huge number. Some families, immediate families, have four people. But my mom is disabled. We couldn't find her a seat because of no all the seat budge. grabbers. Nobody, <laughs> this sweet little sixty-year-old woman with a walker comes in, and all of these nope. families are like, "Nope, that's saved." <laughs> That's for cousin Joanne. (laughs) She's coming. That's for second cousin Terry. You can't take that one either. I liked uh, so I liked it today. It was very pared down. It was very nice. It was quick. It was to the point. I think um, you know eighth grade. Our son graduated eighth grade. Eighth grade's just one of those um, just unique times in the world because the. Kids are either, you know, 14 going on 21 or they're 14 going on 12. Um, either they look like they're 33 or they look like they're nine. Oh, yeah. The di- I mean, if, if you looked at our son's class and our son is one of those who is he I don't think he looks like he's going on like 30, but he's very tall. No, he's he's tall, but he doesn't have like he still has a face very, of a young yeah, kid. He has a baby face. He's very lanky. It's not like he's like yeah. super muscular. But but, then but, there were, but there's some dudes there that I'm like, do you have a driver's license? Oh, my God. Yet? The, the kid who gave one of the speeches. I'm like, are you sure he's only in eighth grade? He looks like he should be over at the high school right now. <laughs> and then there were kids who it, looked like they were still 11 and will always be 11. So. Yeah. So it is a weird time. And I'll tell you again, and I've said this, and I'll I'll double, triple down on it now that it's all said and done. But, man, I am so – it warms my heart seeing the Rainbow Coalition, the UN of people that my child goes to school with, the most diverse school ever, because I, I went uh, – I mean, I, I grew up in Chicago – a, a super diverse city, but holy shit, were we so segregated um, as far as schools and neighborhoods. Yeah. And I, literally, my class was a bunch of white kids up until sixth grade. We got our first Puerto Rican. It was a big deal a when Lucelle Rodriguez came in <laughs> in sixth grade, right? So, you know, watching my kid up there, I'm like, we got, we, we, we've got everything from our neurotypical kids. We've got um, a little person. We've got one kid with a physical disability. My son's on the autism spectrum. We got kids up there who are Indian. We got kids who are Muslim. We got kids who are African-American. We got kids who are Irish-American. It's amazing. It's really, really beautiful. And, yeah, I'm hoping that can— It's a snapshot of the world. I I mean, it really is. I don't want to say I'm hoping. I know that will continue here in Arizona because this is a very diverse place. Very diverse down here. Yeah, I never understood that as a kid because when I was on like my blocks hanging out, 
like I had a pretty diverse bunch of group of guys that I hung out with between um, Polish dudes and Mexican dudes. And then a couple of blocks down, we had a neighborhood that was mainly African-American. But then, holy shit, when I went to school, it was like fucking Wonder Bread. I'm like, where did they all, all the, where's everyone I hang out with? Where'd you go? Where did, where'd you go? So that was, that was kind of neat, man. The whole thing was cool. I had so much fun um, talking to the teachers. And it's just such a better experience than yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. My, my K through eight being mine sucked. It was in Catholic school. It was very bad. AJ had her own issues. Um, Middle school with, was the with, worst for me. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with bullying and all this stuff. And I know me and you both kind of like held on oh, during we, yeah. this ride. We were holding our breath. We're like, my God, I hope this isn't traumatizing for him. And it's not. You know why? Because kids are better people than we were. Okay, the yeah. world is actually a more compassionate, better place than it used to be. I know a lot of people don't want to believe that, but trust me, it yeah. is. These kids are amazing. Well, that's what they kept. I mean, that's their motto at where our, our child went was uh, be a problem solver, right? And that's literally what they kind of tasked them with. And well, you they even, see it, they, man. they even joked about that, the principal in her – or no, it was – one of the teachers in his speech at the graduation, he said, you know, there were days when so-and-so would come up to me and say, hey, I don't like this person. I'm sick of them talking to me. And then by the end of the day, I see them walking together down the hall. So that's just, yeah. that's the generation. And it's a good thing. Well, yeah, it is a very, uh, they are just helpful kids. I mean, where, you know, AJ had all these issues with kids picking on her and me. I had the nuns picking on me. That Those are my bullies. God, they that the is even more messed church, up. <laughs> church uh, sanctioned. I expect but, that um, from seventh graders. <laughs> you don't expect that from clergy. <laughs> you know. Um, but <laughs> uh, but it, it was just watching these kids, they're so compassionate where, you know, my son, um, kind of had a thing for like what, you know, uh, his, his personal female crush. And the reason why he liked this girl was because how she helped others. He's like, Oh, she's always like helping folks. And like, if someone's having a problem, she's like a little problem solver. Oh, yeah. Did you I'm see like, her Holy. shirt today that she wore to graduation as a shirt that said, be kind. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, yeah, it. of course. Meanwhile, when I was in eighth grade, I couldn't stop staring at Evelyn Sislow. You know why? Because she was a year older than us and in the same grade, so she was more developed than the other girls. Oh, so you were looking at the her only, boobs, yeah. Yeah, there was the only reason why, because I was an eighth grade boy, and the fact that my son- Likes a my girl son, based on her personality. And she's, I mean, right she's is, cute, too, but that has nothing oh, to do very with it. He's girl. like, she's just really nice. He's like, just oh. dad, you know, she's just a nice person. I go, holy smoke. So really- I'm telling you, whoever your graduate is, whether it's high school or eighth grade or even even kindergarten, maybe you got a college graduate, man. Go ahead, get out there, save the fucking world, man. We're all counting on you. I'll be doing it with you. Hey, I graduated this year too. Yep. I got a. You are a graduate. Ju- yeah, I am. So you know, just we're all in it, and uh, we all got through it somehow. And and I mean that. And that I got a that letter goes from for the teachers too. The teachers. I don't, everyone, I, everyone. you know, I went to bed last night and got so angry at over the last decade, how teachers have been vilified in society, ma- mainly by politics, because I was just sitting there thinking of all 
the wonderful things these teachers have done, not just for my kid, but for kids everywhere and how little they are paid and how little they are appreciated. And just again today during his graduation, I'm like, man, you want to talk about a passion project. That's what being, you're not going to get rich being a teacher and you will. Well, I saw a great shirt the other day. It said, be a teacher where you have to do work after you get home from work because you didn't do all your work at work and you have to do it before work. And it was, it's, they're just wonderful people. And it's, it's great. And teachers are, are great. Yeah, I kind of said that to, to each one. I said, hey, just as a son of an educator, I'm like, you know, props and thank you for uh, doing a job I couldn't do because I think we all finally figured out during the early uh, during the early waning months of the pandemic and the quarantines and the lockdowns, those of us who had kids in school from the little to the big realized it's pretty fucking hard to be a teacher. Sure so, is. you know, thank you all. We all got through it. And, uh, it's all good. It only gets... It only gets easier from here on out. That's the good I, part, graduates. Pat outside, he was FaceTiming me for the little clap out they had for the kids. And he said yeah. to the, the group of parents, he goes, hey, guess what, guys? Only four more years till they're off our payroll. That's right. <laughs> and four heard, more, baby. I heard parents, like, audibly cheer. <laughs> yeah. Been counting down those days, baby. Where are you going? Where and how? Even my son now, he's been asking about that, and he's just figuring out that at 18, um, we're not going to bankroll his life anymore. No. He was he was asking about, well, 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 Dad, what if, like, when I'm 18, I want to move back to Michigan? I go, that's fine. I wondered about uh, that because he had expressed an interest in going to U of M, which, I mean, I'm fine. I don't care where he goes to college. Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't care. But it was uh, so funny because I said, well, I said, depending, I'm like, you get a job and you go. He's like, oh, yeah, well, that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I, I did the exact same thing when I was uh, his age, 14, 15. I used to read the, the Chicago Tribune and in the classifieds, how we did it before the Internet. You know, back in the fucking dark ages. Uh-huh. But I would just, I would read these things like apartment listings and stuff. And I would read how much money they were per month. And I would think, oh man, one day all I got to do is come up with this amount of money per month and I can have my own place and all this stuff. So, you know, good for him. He's already, oh, and, and by the way, just so you know, he wants to relocate back to Michigan to a local trailer park too. That he is <laughs> enthused. Cool, you know, do what There's you a want. local... <laughs> Local trailer park, and he's like, I, I can live there. I'm like, all right. Okay. Man, he has a plan, everybody. You know what? It actually might be cheaper to live in, like, a double wide than it would to live in an Shit, apartment man. on campus. I mean. <laughs> Nowadays. And by the time, I mean, four years from now, who knows? Who knows no, what listen, inflation if will that be like? Kid, if that kid thinks he's going to U of M, Ann Arbor, after we move out of state, Someone's getting a fucking condo oh, here and right, gonna be, be, become a resident because yeah. I am not paying a gajillion dollars to the Wolverines. No offense to the system. It's a fine school. Yeah, uh, but the system to, sucks. To, it's way yeah, too expensive. The system sucks. <laughs> Come on now. Well, thanks for being here. It's episode 44 of the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, you can do that. You click tap. It's free. Huh? Right there on your iPhone. You're probably listening on your iPhone, but if you're not somewhere else, you hit subscribe. This shows up uh, every Tuesday and Friday when we drop the new uh, episodes. All right.
go ahead and start eating that crow. How should we eat it? Should we um, eat it medium rare? Should we have it broiled? No, it's, it's roasted. Um, I could do broasted. It's got to be well done uh, though to ensure that we don't uh, catch anything. Deep from fried, it. Yeah. anything? Ooh, deep fried. Uh, so on the last podcast, episode forty-three, we covered the fact that I was hauling out half the shit in our house to our curb and that our garbage folks would just take it away. No questions well, asked. I mean, Pat, no questions Pat asked. brought um, like busted dressers, Anything. mattresses, they take it away. and they took it all away. Take it away. Then on the other hand, I have found out here in a suburb of Tucson that they won't take anything unless it fits in the bin. Now, the lid doesn't have to shut, but I mean, I legitimately- It has to be in the bin. Legitimately put some huge cardboard boxes that have been broken down next to the recycling because they were just enormous, and they didn't take them. And I asked on a Facebook page, I said, what's going on? Like, what do I got to do here? Do I got to go to a landfill? And they said, they'll take it as long as it's in the bin. If it doesn't fit in the bin, you have to find something else to do with it. So very much two different tales between Arizona and Michigan. And uh, while we were having you know this discussion on, on the last episode... On the trash folk. <laughs> we noticed that we both were really leaning towards using a gender-specific pronoun when it came to the garbage collector. We, we kept calling yes. them garbage men. We said garbage man. Now... We are living in the year 2021, and some of you may hear the word pronoun, and you start to roll your eyes, but trust me, as someone who just came out of a graduate program. It's very so it kind of, important to yes, people. Yes, kind of reintroduces you to, like, you know, uh, dare I say what the young folks and the, and some of their expectations are. And listen, yeah. it's a very easy ask, right? Oh, it's I an made, easy dude, ask. I made somebody's day yesterday by asking them what their preferred pronoun was. They said, yeah, thank you right? for asking. Most people don't. Yeah, so, you know, you you tend not to want a gender-specific anything anymore. But not only did myself and AJ just keep defaulting to garbage man because it's just, it rolls off the tongue, but AJ, you said you've never in your life seen a woman working as a garbage man. Yeah. Thus, thus why you said you actually felt really comfortable using the very gender-specific garbage man yeah. in the year 2021. I'm not opposed to using a person's preferred pronoun, and I, I don't want to over-specify you know specify a specific um, profession, but I legitimately thought back to every interaction I've ever had with garbage collectors, and it's always been a man every single time. And that's not to say that there aren't women, but I've never seen one. So... It was funny because, again, it's just probably, one, it's not a conversation that we would have had 10 years ago. And it's not a conversation that I mind having today. Again, like you said, AJ, it's such an easy ask. Like, what's your gender pronoun? Yeah, Don't it care. doesn't affect you. Just use the one they asked for. And what's the big deal if everyone's an actor instead of saying actor yeah. and actress? There is no big deal. People just want to get mad about stuff. I don't care, okay? Um, we got to eat the crow because I went ahead and did my... My big dump. Today this was, was the, the big one. This was the big last dump. This, this was last garbage day before moving. Whew. Like I knew I said, oh, fuck, man, I'm hauling out like mattresses 
And, I'll, and, and again, some people right now, you're hearing this and you're thinking, holy shit, what do you mean? You can put a mattress in front of your house well, and, and even, we'll take it? Well, and even back when we were talking about the logistics of this move, we were, you know, we had a list of things. We're like, we'll just toss that out. Nobody will want it. It's busted. It's gross, whatever. And we said, you know, we'll put this mattress and the headboard and the frame out by the garbage. But when you actually have to do it, it's a Ugh. very different because you're like, you are just crossing your fingers that they'll take it. Oh, yeah, because I'm thinking, what happens if, if, like, they leave it? Yeah. Holy shit. So I get, I mean, I dragged out my son literally this morning. What We woke up, got him ready for school. I dropped him off. I came home, and I dragged out his mattress and his box spring from his room, and I threw him out front, and he had a little dresser, threw that out front, had a little bed. It threw, I mean, it's a huge-ass pile of shit. And um, we, we go to his school. He has his graduation. We come home. We're having some lunch. And all of a sudden, I hear the garbage truck pull up. Did you and just I go, like, did you hold your breath? Oh! <laughs> you don't I mean, want to I look out like, the window, but you want to look out the window? <laughs> I, I peeked out it. I peeked like, like I just came creeping up out of the window. And I looked, and immediately, not only do you got the guy on back who hops off ready to start tossing stuff in, but the driver... Throws it in park and jumps down oh, you because know, you know it's serious when the driver throws it in park and comes out to help. <laughs> and when I say driver, of course, driver is another one of those genderless. Yeah, a, a woman or a man can be a driver. It doesn't matter because this driver was a woman. Oh shit! Look at that. We are eating That's right. all the crow. There's finally a female garbage person. Let me tell you something. Big old, big old bag of dicks in my mouth, man. Because <laughs> after we literally sat here and fucking doubled and tripled down. And we're like, yeah, you know what? I'm already saying garbage, man. You know what? There's no women out there working. Sorry, ladies, but they, you know, We've there's just never, no women working. I mean, we are 43 and, and 38 years old. And yeah, never in yeah. our lives have we seen a female garbage person. And I'm talking on the hardest load of shit I've ever given. On a hot day. On a hot day. It's hot, sweltering right now. They were like nuts. They're picking up the mattress, the box spring, headboard. They're tossing it in there. And, of course, I have my son run out there. I go, damn it! And I, <laughs> I, I give him two 20s, and I go, give each of them a 20 and tell them thank you so much I from our family. I'm so glad. See, I feel like you don't have to eat the bag of dicks now because you tipped them. Because like, I tipped. That was See, very, very nice of you. And So it, American of me, <laughs> I tip, right? Like any, anywhere else, they're like, oh, that's included with your that's taxes. Your job. Here, here, I'm like, no, I have to tip you on top of that. Thank you so much. Um, on a related note, we got, um, I can't remember if it was a comment or a message, something on uh, the Pat and AJ Facebook about that very thing. And they said um, back in our old our old digs in central Wisconsin, they have started yeah. using the claw garbage trucks, oh. which is apparently what they use here in Arizona, which is why if it's not in the bin, they won't take it. Nobody yeah. gets out of the truck to pick up garbage here. They, they drive Dude, around I'll with tell this you, claw. I honestly would have been fucked six ways from Sunday if I... <laughs> would not have been able to drag all this shit out there because I would have, I mean, I'm literally. Let me, let me tell actually, you real quick. Hang on. Let me tell you what yeah. the stress level is like when you don't have that kind of garbage service. Um, so I had a huge rusted out fire pit that was in the backyard here of our new house that the previous owner left here. I had a TV stand that was busted 
and um, nobody wanted to come claim it for free on Marketplace. I stressed for days about what to do with these things because I knew that the garbage wouldn't take it. And if I couldn't get somebody to pick this thing up, it would cost me, it, you could. You can call waste management, they'll pick it up yeah. for $50. Yeah, you were like me with the mattress yeah. and the box and then, spring, or, what am I going to do with it? Or you got to drive it to a landfill where they also charge you to drop yeah. it off. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to pay to get rid of this oh, stuff. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it, it is legitimately stressful when you Trust don't me, have I mean, that, that's, kind of, that kind of trash pickup. That's where I would have been because I'm sitting here with your uh, with your Prius, and I don't know if you know a Toyota Prius ain't exactly hauling a king Listen. size mattress. Listen, it's a off, hat- off to the dump. Okay, it's a hatchback. You can fit a lot in there. <laughs> I mean, shit, man. So I just, you know what? You're, you literally, are, I, you are absolutely absolved from eating a bag of dicks because right? you ran out there with cash, Dude. and that was probably very appreciated. They busted their ass. They got out there and they're tossing it all in there. Good for and I'm not even were home to tip them. Like that's awesome. Oh, dude, here's the thing. They don't even know. I'm not even done. I'm actually ah! leaving. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm asking one last neighbor favor um, of our neighbors because we have one more mattress here. In case you hear one... this, Monica, before he asks, this one's yes. for you. Because <laughs> um, he'll wait but... till the last minute to ask. Because literally we're leaving in two days, but we need somewhere to sleep. And, you know, so I am going to have our neighbors hold on to the mattress when we leave and they can throw it out next, next week. week. So it'll be in front of their house. I don't want to leave in front of our house For with the, the new, new owners. owners it's, yeah. You know, like, hey, here's your new house. Here's a fucking mattress outside. <laughs> so um, I figure it could be outside the neighbor's house. And so, so yeah, they're still not done. I feel like I pre-tipped them in advance for, for like next they week as well. I don't know it, but it's a sorry tip. <laughs> right? Like, sorry. Like there's probably more coming. See, sorry about thing. that. They won't know that the mattress is yours. They'll think it's our neighbor. Yeah. So. Oh man. That's, um, hats off. Hats off. Ladies, ladies, hats off. I mean, we, hats off ladies, to you. we all know we, we can do pretty much any job a man can do but any woman that goes yep. into waste management my hat is off right there. to you she's doing it we're loving you thank you thank you for taking my shit but the truly crazy people in los angeles are literally the animal people and before i go into it allow me to make an announcement i love animals i love them people are animals i love people i love the tiny animals we have as pets i love the larger ones we eat i love all the animals i'm like dr doolittle up here i freaking love the animals my husband has an iguana. It's like petting a purse, but it's a perfectly nice animal. Very adorable lizard. And uh, so, are you totally opposed to a fence around our pool? Yeah. Damn it. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Even, you know, even if, if it meant adopting a tortoise from the Sonoran Desert. Do, oh no! First off, I think the backyard, and we're talking about the new house in Arizona. Um, the backyard is getting a little crowded now because we did put in we we put in a catio, and if I put up a fence because there is a fence there, yeah, that was installed at some point in time around the pool, and I get why people do it, and and I I understand it may be regulation uh, in some townships and cities wherever you may live in this fine country. But me personally, where I am in my life, I have a 14-year-old who can swim. I have a wife who can swim. I am of, of sound mind. I do not feel the need to put an obtrusive uh, fence around my pool, even if it were to mean adopting a Sonoran Desert tortoise 
to stop them from drowning. So okay? here is why I ask because um, today's uh, today's what's the word? Today's goal has been get rid of the mm-hmm. of the dolls, which we have talked about on many podcasts. Pat's mom, it's my mom's dolls, left yeah. behind like fifty or sixty porcelain dolls all in boxes. Um, couldn't sell them at the garage sale, understandably. And uh, there was a lady here in Oro Valley who said, hey, if you move those down here, I'll buy them off you. So we did. Um, of course, like every other scummy marketplace POS, she changed her mind after we moved them here. So now I have a garage full of dolls again. So now I'm like, screw it. I, I'm not interested in making money off them. I just want to get rid of them and get them to somebody sure. who will use them because I don't want to put them in a landfill. That's not a responsible thing to do. Um, And there is a message from a woman today who um, is part of a tortoise rescue here in Tucson, and they're having a huge fundraiser. And she said, would you be willing to donate the dolls to the fundraiser? And I said, absolutely. It's funny that you got a hold of us because before we moved here, we were looking into adopting a Sonoran tortoise. So, yeah, the the Sonoran tortoises here um, get adopted out. And they're not yours. You're literally like a foster home. Um, yeah, but you—they can't leave the state. No, they can't leave the state. If, it's an Arizona program. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to apply for it. You have to build like a little burrow before you can even apply. And she's like, "Well, she's like, we've got a few tortoises right now that still need homes." And I'm like, "Well, well, I can build them the burrow, but we have a pool." And my husband doesn't want to put a fence up around it. And I knew it. I knew you were going to say no. And I really want a turtle. <laughs> I'm sorry, she a say? tortoise. She- a tortoise. First off, don't insult them. What'd she say? She said you have to put up the uh, the uh, fence. The fence is a non. I can't do it's it. non-negotiable. Yeah. You have to. But here's my thought. So I did. I did watch. <laughs> Shut up. How are you trying to pitch me on this? I I did look up how to build the burrow, which is actually pretty simple. Um, yeah, it's not hard at all. There's two different ways to do it. My only concern is that the ground around our house, which I'm pretty sure is the reason there's no basements here in Arizona, it's like rock hard. Yeah, so, you're in a desert, yeah, sure. Yeah, so you can't really dig into it. I mean, I even had problems putting our solar lights in because I can't get them in the ground. So I'm like, all right, well, if I can build the – you can build the burrow kind of above ground and make it feel like it's in the ground. What if we put a fence up by the burrow so the the tortoise can't get to the pool at all? What about that? The, the to- Isn't that where the cats are? No, it's the other side. We I wouldn't build the burrow on the same side as the uh, as the cats, but I could. Man, I mean, this who is cares? what the fuck is going I on? I want man? a is tortoise. It, <laughs> is this this is wild? Want, uh, this is they're giving is, them away, and and we could be a home for a sweet little Sonoran tortoise who eats like lettuce and just kind of like lumbers around all day. Yeah, I can't I can't block off. The pool, man, and like I said, I understand a lot of folks do it. Even they do it for safety of pets, even if it's not a tortoise. They may do it for dogs or for cats. I mean, kids, you have little ones. I know, like certain dogs. Mainly meant for kids. Mainly, and like I understand, there there's regulations. I mean, when when we put up our pool here in Michigan, we were for a second like, oh man, are we gonna? Like, is there any kind of local ordinance about... Oh, well, and you do get, you know... Fencing and stuff. Yeah, I mean, our neighbor at the time was, like, pissy about the pool, saying her kids could wander over there and, like, climb in. And I'm like, well... So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, But listen, they couldn't. I, to be fair, they couldn't. She was just being... Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, no, the, the homeowner insurance, actually part of it is contingent on you having 
a fence around the pool. And I said, well, there is a fence. It's just not around the pool. And he goes, but you yeah. have a fence. And I said, yes. He said, okay. Yeah. So we, we have one. We can- it's, it's, it's not open to the public. You couldn't just walk by and like walk what into the pool. What if we took but- part of that fence and just fenced off the area by the burrow so the tortoise can't no, even get to the pool? I don't think it's going to work, man, because that's, that's where the pool stuff is. And uh, there's like chemicals over there. So- <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying the fact that this, I, I feel like it's. Entered- this is a, listen, this is my whole life. You realize today on my Facebook memories. It is officially 10 years since myself and AJ met Joe Exotic and a baby tiger. I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) That popped up on my Facebook feed like, hey, you know, you did 10 years ago, hung out with a convicted felon. I Um, shit you not. We were watching Tiger King during quarantine saying, man, you know, is this guy just kooky or does he actually look familiar? And we actually did some digging and found out that he was the guy who came into our radio studio 10 years ago with a baby tiger in La Crosse, Wisconsin, because he was doing a show with the baby tiger at a mall. (laughs) Which which kind of plays into the, uh, if you've ever heard that stat, and it's probably fucking made up, but there's some truth to it, where it's like you pass on average, you know, so many murderers a day. Yeah. Like, people who have committed a murder, not even saying, like, they're, like, a fucking Dexter, but there are, like, they say so many people that just, hey, I had a hit and run, ran someone over 20 years ago, never got caught, and, you know, so, So we had like, a murderer in our radio studio that That's morning. what I'm saying, like, because we legit forgot that he existed. Our brains had, had said delete. Yeah, that's what our brains said to that memory. Be, like, this is not worth remembering. Goodbye. Because it was such a typical radio thing. It's what happens in radio all the time. Your program director says, hey, so-and-so is coming to the area for a show. You probably don't know them. Or it's something even worse, like a show at a mall. And they're like, yeah, yeah I think it was the mall. The mall bought their the, way on yeah, the air. Yeah, so the mall bought advertising so that Joe Exotic could come on the air with us. And we didn't give a shit. Like, it was just another morning in radio where we're hawking. A, a baby tiger show but we did have the baby tiger and joe exotic in the she studio did. and like you know i mean she literally and if you've watched that tiger king netflix documentary which is funny because i had to explain this to my son today he's like now who is this guy oh my god what the hell did he do why did he do all this is he gay or straight um the tiger as they've been sold Right, he would pawn him off on people on the road because, as we all know, at a certain age, he would get rid of him. Right, because yeah. you couldn't have him around people safely. AJ could have easily been talked into buying a tiger cub ten years ago today. You should have seen her fawning all over this baby who, tiger. Who wouldn't fawn over a baby tiger cub? He was so freaking cute and fuzzy, and and no point did I think about he will grow up and eat my face. I didn't think about didn't, that. Hold on. So you're talking about a tortoise now. Didn't we just spend the last podcast where you're talking about how the snake is your new best friend well, and you're hanging out with the snake? Yeah, but that and doesn't like, mean we can't have a tortoise. I have geez. I have lots of love to go around, and I think a, I, a Sonoran tortoise. I got to clamp you down. Got to clamp you, <laughs> you down here. Sorry. I got to shut this down every how now and then. How dare you? How dare you? I feel like, I don't know, what is it? Are you, are you nesting? Are you trying to find a new purpose? Like AJ's on this big kick of she doesn't know what the fuck like her future holds so she's really like man like trying to figure it out is would this give meaning to your life if you were a caretaker to all these animals if I say are you yes, like can we get a sonoran tortoise 
I'm just trying to figure out the psychology behind it because I just feel like you're like, well, if no one wants me to work for them, at least all these animals Maybe. need me yeah. every day. <laughs> that's what. That's all you go get. Go fucking work at the zoo again, okay? Go work. Oh, where There's the animals a zoo really two, need me? <laughs> There's a zoo uh, in Tucson, yeah, and 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 they're expanding. So shit, man. Maybe they're hiring. <laughs> More people. That's what you should go I do. I will look into it after I build the burrow for the Sonoran No, you're not. <laughs> and I'm not fencing off my pool. And I get locked They won't let me out. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. No. fair to say we all know that the um, American justice system is molasses <laughs> unique to us and and to slow. the point to where it is slow um, we love to lock people up um, we love to have really wacky laws from state to state, we, it, we it, like it's, to make money off the people we lock up. You know, yeah, yeah. The, like once we lock you up, prisons. God. Yeah, we keep you in the system, and then you get out. And we don't it's, really it's, help yes. you while you're behind bars. You know, no. Um, so we're really kind of fucked up with that. But how about the tale of two sentences? And I'm going to give you the first one because I. I feel like it's the most French thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Okay, so the tale of two justice systems. Emmanuel Macron, who currently is at, uh, what is he, the prime minister of France? Or is it a president? No, I don't. The prime minister? I don't know. Doesn't he have, like, a wife that's, like, a lot older than him? He does. She's a cougar. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was that's like the terrible. big that's thing. That's all I know about him is that he's married to that's a woman all you older know. than him. <laughs> right. But you know what? To be honest about international affairs, that's about, you know what? Good for you for at least knowing that. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I'll be honest. Um, I'm, I, it's just so rare that you see a male and a male politician that marries older rather than younger. Yeah, that is true. That was the other big Look thing too. Boris is that he was Johnson's new wife, man. She looks like she could be his daughter. Is she hot too? Oh man, I'm sh- I'm shocked. Powerful, powerful rich guys like hot young women. <laughs> I I'm know, shocked. isn't it weird? So Macron is in charge of France, and the other day he's doing some glad handing, <laughs> just like the politicians do here in the U.S. of A. And he's doing the handshake line. Down, uh, you know, I, I guess he's getting off a plane or something. And in the most French moment of defiance, a man who is a self-described uh, uh, right-wing patriot, so he's a very far right-wing Frenchman as far as their politics. So think of the like a far-right American, he's yeah, a Frenchman. He slaps... Emmanuel Macron. He slapped slap, slap, Open hand. Slap. I mean, all he's missing is taking off the fucking glove. I was just like, going to say, is there anything more emasculating pop, 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 pop. for a guy than getting, like, open hand slapped by another man? 
And by the way, oh, okay, yeah, it is. It's it's president. He's he's a president. 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 So so his politics, in case you're wondering, he's he's kind of very center, maybe a little center okay. right. Okay, so he's really kind of in the middle. This guy goes ahead, hauls off, slaps him. Wha-pam! I believe we call that a bitch slap, by the way. <laughs> but in France, I feel like they do this shit for duels. You know, like that's how we, that's how we inherited all that shit. Was like from from that that era, that that uh, land. So France goes ahead. They have slapping going on. And by the way, the slap was done because the man was upset about what he called France's decline. That's it. Wow. He called him a traitor, slapped him. Painting with a very broad brush there. This happened last week. He went to trial Thursday. What? Was found guilty Friday, was given four months Saturday. There you go. All done. There you go, folks. There you go, folks. A guy... Bitch smacks the president of a country. The president of France. The president. And if you would have told me that I could get four months for slapping the shit out of Trump, I, you I would have lined up. <laughs> four months would have been worth that. And, and the guy, and you would have been in jail by the weekend. There wouldn't be right? There wouldn't be like exactly. a year of waiting in between for your trial. By this weekend, you'll you'll start your four months. Holy fucking fuck! There are fucking people. Yes, they're they're just sitting in fucking county jail awaiting their trial. There are still for people, years. Forget it. There are still people locked up for weed, which is legal in most places now. Why are we? I so, mean, why can't we get our shit together? I don't get it. Now, now to be fair, France, smaller country than the United States. We have to remember that about Europe is that like one of their countries is like the size of one of our states. So yes, they're a lot smaller, but there has to be a way to speed up the judicial system here in the United States. It's insanely slow and ridiculous. Um the man gets 4 months in prison. He has a 14-month probationary period afterwards. And he was charged with violence against a person invested with public authority. Now we take our focus to the stars and stripes and our justice system. A former Wisconsin pharmacist who tampered with COVID vaccines in an effort to spoil them yeah, he took so like, they could not be used. He took 500 out of refrigeration. Yes, that's right. Decided to spoil them because he knew better. <laughs> was just convicted and sentenced to three years in federal prison for spoiling vaccines. Now, let me say, what this uh, dummy did was absolutely terrible and despicable. And he actually seems to show this guy a decent amount of remorse. Yeah. He seems to really be like, I fucked up. In the fact that he's so kind of libertarian-y that he realizes I took people's choices away yeah, from them. that wasn't and your it, choice to make for anybody, pal. Right? Not your and choice. And it's like, yeah, so like it's almost weird where like his own politics, I think, like makes sense to him more now. And he's like, oh shit, I really took away your freedom by spoiling these vaccines. And that's a little more um, comforting than the whole they have a microchip in them from Bill Gates. Like his reasoning... 
And his remorse is a little more like, okay, well, all right, you know. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. He's a total fucking nut job conspiracy theorist well, who true. believes maybe, all that crazy maybe shit. Maybe he does think there's microchips in him. Maybe that's why he removed I mean, them. but even though he believes that, he he's saying, I sh- I believe that. I should not have... Taken that choice tried, away from others, yeah. Yeah, try to impose my will. But here's what I'm saying about that. That happened in the early days of the vaccine. So when did that first roll out? What was that? January? Um, I th- I you know I read this news story the other day, and I'm pretty sure he was fired from the hospital in Grafton, Wisconsin, in December. Okay, December. All right. So well, this was December, very early. So December to right now, as of recording, it is June. That's seven months. Seven months. To be honest, which I will tell you what. That's not even that long for the the United a- States judicial system. That's an amazing, and the fact is, too, I mean, it's a deal, of course. Nothing goes to fucking trial in this country. Everything's a deal. So that's with a deal. They That seven months is a, ex, that's a pretty fast process. And you can say for whatever reason why you think this guy was afforded that opportunity while some folks have to sit in county jails for years on end while their cases play out. So, but with that, this dude essentially, and I'm trying to figure out what the actual charge is. It's got to be tampering with something. Yeah. I mean, but, and, and without, but three I, with, years. without going into any detail, I'm wrapped up in a, a court case that happened a long time ago. We are on year four of it. Year yeah. four. Oh, easy. The de- no, not easy. It is the fourth year of fighting this. And the, yeah. the judge yeah. has literally said, like, on the record, this shouldn't be taking four years. Like, it's insane how long these things can drag out. Watch any episode of Dateline. Watch any episode. And by the end, look at how long these trials take. And, and then look how long they take if there's a mistrial or an appeal. I mean, we are talking decades and that's what, you know, we, I was trying to explain to my son because he's kind of getting into like kind of watching the law enforcement entertainment world because we do. We forever, we've made law enforcement and the justice system into entertainment. Yeah, hello, whether it be, cops. That was like the first. Well, but I mean, even before that, fictitiously, back to the early days of Elliot Ness and Dragnet. Dragnet I mean, yeah. we've always had that, that kind of en- entertainment. <laughs> I've always been trying to find that squad room. But. <laughs> Haven't found it yet. But now, and, and then we segue into the reality aspect. And so it is interesting when me and my son are watching shows like Live PD. And of course, it's all on YouTube. It's old stuff. But he'll watch it and he'll see someone in South Carolina, just like you said, AJ, about weed. They get pulled over. They got a couple grams of weed and they're going to jail. And my son knows that I got a lot more than a couple grams of weed sitting up in my uh, closet. And he's like, man, that's because that's illegal down there. I go, yeah, isn't that crazy? He's like, yeah. So, you know, talk about a juxtaposition of what do you think would happen in the U.S. and A. If uh, you were to go up to one of your, I'm not even going to say president, because you couldn't get fucking close enough. No, that you doesn't happen in this country. You couldn't get close no. enough. I'm going to say governor, okay? And even, you, that's, even that's a long shot. If you slapped a governor of your state, ballpark me the amount of time you're doing. Ooh, um, I would say at least two years. Right? Minimum two yeah. years. Minimum. Now, and you got to remember, 
The wheels of justice turn slowly here. So do you think you are getting arrested, tried, convicted, and sentenced over a weekend? No. No way. This, this is going to eat up years of your no, life. No, you slap the governor. You're arrested on the spot. You probably, you know, you end up behind bars at the worst overnight. You get bailed out, and then you sit on your butt for six months to find out when your first hearing is. And, I mean, this, Thank you. this could take years to be resolved. It's Why? Why does it? Is, are we so backlogged? Is it a population issue? What is it? It is uh, just a, a unique problem to us and i remember first really kind of figuring this out um for the first time with the uh remember the girl in italy she was from seattle the exchange amanda knox yes uh, amanda knox was in a, an exchange student from seattle and she had gone to italy and she got wrapped up in this uh murder trial her with roommate, her roommate yeah. and that that's when i first tried to figure out their legal system because it was one of those things where she was tried convicted and then retried and appealed and out. She was in and out of prison faster than some people in our country can even get in a courtroom. Yeah. And and even to this day, I'm still like, wow, that's how it happened. So just so I'm sitting here flipping through my daily news stories, and it goes, Emmanuel Macron slapper sentenced. And I slapper. literally thought, <laughs> I thought it was a joke because I remember reading the original story a few days ago, and I said, "Oh, that's the Frenchiest fucking thing you can do can we, is to slap someone." I right? hope somebody makes this guy a T-shirt that says, I, <laughs> "I'm the Emmanuel Macron Dude, slapper." <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the video because there's a great video of it. And it's just so fucking great. Like the guy just needs to be wearing a beret. But you know, I I thought it was a fucking typo that <laughs> it only took that this a few guy. Days. Had been sentenced already, and then right after it, I said, "Oh, look! There's that old story about that Wisconsin dummy yeah. who dumped out all the uh, farmers, all the vials. Let me see. Oh, look at him! He he's actually got himself a plea deal. And America, yeah, I, I mean, you know, America. we we it's it's an interesting world, man. And sometimes you got to zoom out and you got to try to you know compare the apples and the oranges, or in this case, I don't know." The fucking oh, no, 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 Pat. croissants we, we are, and the croissandwiches. We are the best country in the world. We have nothing to improve on here. <laughs> we took their croissant and we did make it better. We made it the croissandwich. Exactly. Like the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.